This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Samuel Uluwashiu Hazan. Remain blessed as you listen. Lord, we stand before you this morning and we're declaring that this day becomes a day of victory for us in Jesus' name. Even as we have praised, as we have worshipped, as we have sung before you. Lord, let it become fragrance. Let it become fire. We ask that you will arise in your might. You will cause thunderings and earthshakes to proceed, O oh God, even from your throne. And you bring your justice, you bring your judgment, you bring your victory into our situations in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We ask for the help of your Holy Spirit this morning that all that you want to do will be achieved in Jesus' name. Lord, let nothing stand in the way of your purposes and intents for us today. We ask for your Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. We ask for the Spirit of power and might. We ask for the Spirit of counsel. We ask for the Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, the fullness of your Holy Spirit. Be here with us. Help us as the will of the Father is done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. As you take your seat, welcome someone on your right and on your side. I mean, yes, someone in your, on your right and on your left. Someone on your right, on your right. Everybody's on the right side. Amen. Everybody's on the right side. Amen. There's a little bit of hum on this mic. Please, can you drop the bars, the low frequency, just a little bit? Or maybe you turn down the volume slightly. Amen. God bless our media team. Let's appreciate them for the work they are doing. Without them, you won't have a very wonderful service. You know that. So let's not underrate them. Let's appreciate them more so they can do more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's open our Bibles to Matthew 6, 33. That's been the theme for the year. Please drop it a little more. There's still a bit of singing. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I hope we're reading together. Seek first the... Not all of us are here. Are you here? You need to ask your neighbor, are you really here? He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his, and all these things shall be added unto you. Can we have it on that translation, the New Living Translation? We've been taking through several of these, and it's always good, I mean, for the next few messages you will hear, you might be, we all might, will be launching from here. Seek the kingdom of God above all else live righteously and it will give you everything you need seek the kingdom we've been told what the kingdom is god's way which translation says god's way of doing it the tpt you know we said god's way of doing things his desires and his intents so above all constantly chase after the realm of god's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him righteousness proceeds from who from him, not from us. In our own, he said, our self-righteousness, they are like what? 
filthy rags. So it doesn't proceed from you. Later on, we'll see the importance of what proceeds from the Father, or from the Spirit of God. Say, these other things will be given unto you. Amen. God's way of doing things. God's desires. God's plans. God's purposes. The Bible says, righteousness, that is doing things first, right standing with God, then doing things right, as God will have you do it. Say, peace. Peace with God, peace with men. Peace amongst men. Joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom of God. It's not just in meat and drink. And the Lord Jesus was speaking in Luke 17. said the kingdom of God is where? Within you. Amen. Now let's go to Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. Today is a special day. Amen. Nobody believes me. Only Pastor wrote to me. Today is a special day. Okay. Maybe you don't know why it is special. As we go on in the course of the message, you will see. And this is one of the reasons why it is special. Malachi 3.16 says, Those who feared the Lord spoke, one, spoke to one another. Don't mind me. I mean, I've been reading the old King James. They spoke one to another, you know. And the Lord listened and heard them. The Lord did what? Listened. So, tell your neighbor, mind what you say. You know, growing up, when people talk, they say, ah, you don't know the angel that is passing. It's very true. Mind what you say. Amen. The Lord did what? Listened. And he heard them. So, a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name. The next two verses, please. They shall be mine because of what has taken place. They shall be mine, says the Lord, on the day that I make them my jewels. In other words, it's going to beautify them. And I will spare them. Some transitions, the word there, spare, means I will have mercy on them. As a man spares, as a man has mercy on his own son who serves him. Now, take note of those words. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On that day when I act in judgment, this is another, please go back to the, just stay on, stay with me, stay on one translation, please. Except I ask you to do otherwise. As a man spares a son who serves him. Next verse. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked. Say level one. You shall again discern between the, that's level one. And then, between the one who, what's the word? Are we reading together? You shall discern between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. Say level two. One of the things we've been told this year is that God will bring distinction, right? Now, how many of us believe all that God has said unto us in the course of this year? He has said several things. Seven points more or less were highlighted. For some people, it may not register so much if they don't hear it as, Thus said the Lord. Maybe our senior pastor did not use the word, Thus says the Lord. Thus said the Lord means what? This is what the Lord is saying. You know, we are not living in the 17th century. Seest thou what thy son doest? O thou, uh, Alagba, son of Oluagbon. What am I trying to say? Pastor, let me come and see what your son has done. 
Uh, is that not what I said? Huh? But I've wasted time and energy saying, see us down. Not. Somebody, will, you know, these children will, will even wonder. Even the son will be like, Daddy, what is he talking about, right? So, thus said the Lord. It simply means this is what the Lord is saying. But for many, it may not register. But thus says the Lord, maybe to help you. Thus said the Lord, this year, there shall be abundance for you in Jesus' name. Okay, only a few still believe. Thus said the Lord, this year, you shall have bountiful harvest in Jesus' name. Thus says the Lord, this year, you will sow and you will reap in Jesus' name. Thus said the Lord, this year the book of remembrance will be opened for is opened for you in Jesus' name. And the Lord says unto you that this year you will have understanding of your journey and you will take possession of your kingdom heritage in the name of Jesus. That's why I said today is a special day. Actually, today is a day of remembrance. God is proclaiming. Now, in preparing, I thought about several things. You know, last year we started a series on uh, the prophetic word that the Lord gave. He said, he's bringing the partition of rest. I'm like, should we continue? It actually agrees with the message of, you know, the, how God has started with us this year. Because he who has seized from his own works has entered into what? Rest. Seeking God's kingdom and doing things, what, what God wants you to do. Is it doing your own work? So it is actually in seeking the kingdom that we enter into rest. In doing things God's way. So I wanted to go on that line. But the thought of remembrance, remembrance, remembrance just keeps coming. I wasn't even so much aware, even though I think I saw it. But you know, you see things, but then you don't see it. That's why in the Bible we say, behold, as in look and look well, right? I mean, it's been a week of remembrance for the armed forces, but it didn't register in my mind until this morning. But somehow, all through the week, remembrance. And that, that we, we, we've discussed it many times. When the Lord gives us a word, because his ways are not our ways, right? His language is actually higher than our language. We need to study. We need to pray. We need to meditate on what he has said so that understanding can come. When he said this year, the book of remembrance is opened. What is really, what really is he talking about? The question you should ask is, uh, what is God remembering? Or does God forget? Does God forget? You're not sure. Ask your neighbor if you are not. Maybe your neighbor can help. Does God forget? Do you think God can forget? But why will they? Okay. Those are theologians talking. God actually doesn't forget. But he chose to forget our sins. If you read uh, Malachi chapter 7. One of the, I think towards the end of that chapter, you said he puts our sins in the depth of the sea. I think it's verse 13 or 19. Please check it for me. He put our sins there. He covered it, the blood of Jesus. That is one thing that God chooses not to remember. But can God forget anything? But you see it several in the Bible. We'll look at it. Like the verse we read said, the day of, you know, the book of remembrance. Is it so that he will not forget or he will remember? So does God forget? We will understand what remembrance means. The reason I said today is special. Let me tell you this story. Something happened to me almost five years now. It was uh, on the early hours of the 26th of April. Of uh, Which year was that now? That was five years ago. 
is 2017, right? Early hours of 26th of April. Somebody had checked into the hospital on the 25th by 11 a.m. It was my wife. She was in labor. <laughs> and here we were on the 26th. From 11 that she came to the hospital till, you know, 12 hours have passed, 13 hours. And God, you know, throughout the pregnancy, we prayed. We have stood on the promises of God, miracle of supernatural childbirth. I was thanking God she didn't have cravings and all those things. Because when men tell you, they woke up in the midnight to go and look for suya. I said, to, to the glory of God, it didn't happen for the first child. It didn't happen for the second child. You know, I'm grateful. God helped me. God helped her. And she helped me. Amen. But after all the prayers, the doctor called me. He's a Christian doctor, a spiritual brother who is some committed to outreach. You know, we talk a lot and like, hmm. Baba, that's what he calls me, say, Baba. Hmm. As at 12, he said, this thing, the way he's looking at it, let's not take chances. We might need to go for surgery. But he knows that I don't want it and that I'm praying. But let's still wait. One hour later, he called me again, say, hmm. prepare when it was 2 a.m., he said, see, um, if it were other people, I would have just gone in and done what I needed to do, CS, and forgotten this thing. But because I've been pleading, I said, by 3 a.m., he says, come and sign consent form for surgery. She has to go CS. When I told my wife, I said, oh, somebody has been tired. You saw me? You know, no. You want Bless me. But at the same time, she's in pain. Say, ah. Hey, God, help me, boy. You signed? Uh, you, you know, I'm like, see, because the man told me categorically. Some people are looking at her. It is well. <laughs> he said, look, I can't take any risk again. Just sign. And when they tell you in the hospital, sign. If you don't sign, the next thing is carry your patient and go somewhere else. But he said, sign. Ha! Ah, with a heavy heart. And God... We have believed, we have done. I signed. That was like 3 a.m. And immediately, get her ready for theater. Do this, do that, do that. I went back to the office that 3 a.m. The colleague on duty, what's happened? I said, see, it is. I just entered one corner, closed the door, and I was just praying, Lord, have mercy. I was reading, the, I just praying. The Holy Spirit led me to Ephesians 3.20. What's in Ephesians 3.20? Unto him... That is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think according to what is power that it has worked in us. I say, God, this is your word. What are you saying? I've signed already. Why did but it was then the Holy Spirit also made me look at my phone? And I saw that the time was 3:20. So I was reading Ephesians 3:20. Say number one. By 3.20 a.m. Number two. What else do you need? God is saying, see, more than, at that point, in fact, when I saw the time, I said, ah, in fact, this one is not so jiggy. I ran upstairs, and that was when the, no come, 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 the doctor was ready in the surgery, in theater. They called him. Hey, this, wait, 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 oh yeah, push. Hey, blah, blah. Somebody they were preparing to take to theater, delivered shortly after 320 after the word of the lord came now that's why i'm saying today is a special day because something similar happened to me today i woke up by 2 a.m 
you know, and I've been, Lord, help this message, you know, and this. Of course, you've been preparing, praying all week. 2 a.m. I was praying. But when I came to this scripture, as in I've written down some things already, when I opened Malachi 3.16, please put it back on screen. Malachi 3.16. I was reading that scripture on my phone and my eye went to the time and I saw that it was exactly 3.16 a.m. Hallelujah. What does that mean? Today is your day of remembrance. We stand upon the word of God has been proclaimed from the beginning of the year. And even as he has come again, giving us double witness. Reading 3.16 by 3.16 a.m. And it was, that's why I said it was this morning. I, it occurred to me that in fact this week has been a week of remembrance for the armed forces. I'm saying to someone this day. Today the Lord will remember you. And he will intervene in your situation in the name of Jesus. Mark these dates. What's today's date? Huh? Okay, does it agree with 316? But today is 16th of what? January 2022. Mark this date. Something will begin in your life. Miracles will happen. And you will trace it back to what God is going to do today. Or what he has done already in Jesus' name. That's why I said today is a special day. So now turn to your neighbor and say, today is a special day. Maybe you might want to take it to a Let's say, today is your special day. The Lord will remember you in Jesus' name. What do we mean when we say the Lord remembers? Because we said the Lord does not forget. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He sees all things. But this is the scripture, Genesis 8.1. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. The question is, did God forget? Or how did God forget? I mean, how many people were on the earth at that time? How many? How many families were remaining on earth? Can you answer me? Eh? Only one, this man's family. If it is one person that is on earth, how did God forget him? Or did God forget him? If there were thousands of people who say, ah, God was dealing with somebody. But this is one family. Only him. I mean, it was only one ark, one boat. It was not like there were thousands and it was like, ah, which one is Noah? No. Who put him in the ark in the first place? It was God that closed the door behind him. It was God that brought judgment on the earth. And yet, the Bible said, God remembered Noah. That's why I said, when God speaks... We need to understand his language. When he gives you a word, receive it. Pray it. Meditate on it and study it so that you will gain attention. The word remember actually means that God decided to focus. Or he decided to act. He decided to pay attention. He decided to show favor. He didn't forget about Noah. But then, after the rain and after everything, if you read the previous chapter, it was about 150 days, rain and everything. All the ungodly people and ungodly animals that died out. Then he said, now God remembers. Now God said, okay, this is the time to do something about this man and about this matter. That is what it means when you say God remembers somebody. So that's why I'm saying to you in the name of Jesus that today, God will arise for you. 
issues that have bothered you, issues you've been praying about, your expectation today, you will see God's hand moving in the name of Jesus. Because today is a day of remembrance. Amen. So God remembered. That is what it means. God decided to act. He decided to show favor. He decided to take a decision. And when we say the book of remembrance, it's a book that moves God to action. Amen. Now, you need to know that there are several books in heaven. Have you read Revelation, the book of Revelations? One of the outstanding books you see in the book of Revelation is what? The book of life. Revelations 20 will say, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast away into the lake of fire. Right? You see Revelation, book of life is mentioned. Even the Lord Jesus, Revelations 3, when he was speaking to one of the churches, he said, He that overcome, I will write his name in the book of life. That is one major book in heaven. But if you read through Revelations, you see that there are books. When God was judging, he said the book, the, the books, books were opened. Amen? And then the book of life. There, God is the originator of literature. In fact, all things came from God. All things originated. Who is the creator of all things? The challenge is, when the enemy fell, the devil fell, some of the abilities that he had, God didn't take them away. So he too has gifts that he gives people. He has abilities. Some of the angels that fell with him were custodians of certain resources in heaven. That's why they too can give people gifts and abilities and creativity. Amen? But there are books in heaven. Maybe some of us might not be aware. I've mentioned one. Philippians 4.3. You can write down these scriptures. I mean, we can't read everything here. So this is why you should write. And this is also why you should listen to the messages. Thank God for the media team. We have a very wonderful uh, online um, audio channel, right? Where messages are there. I mean, you can just play while you walk in your office at home. Even if your phone is off, as long as you have clicked play, it keeps playing. It saves you data, right? But maybe you are like me. You like to see the action and participate fully. Watch the videos on YouTube. They are all there. So, you, we can't read all these scriptures. Philippians 4.3, Paul mentioned the book of life. In Revelations chapter 3, chapter 13, chapter 17, he mentioned the book of life. In fact, Moses in Exodus 32 was the first person to mention the book of life. Because when the children of, God, uh, the children of Israel sinned and they made a golden calf, and God wanted to destroy them. Moses was interceding. He said, remove me from your book. God said, no, it's the person that sinned that I will remove. He said, why will you destroy them? So that they will say, you can't save them. But God, inter- God relented. That was the first mention of the book of life. So that book is there in heaven. There are books of destiny and purpose. Books of destiny and purpose. Psalm 40. He says, sacrifice and offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened, right? He said, I, I come in the volume of the books. According to what is written of me, I've come to do your will, O God. Your law is written in my heart. That's the book. What is written about you? You also see it in Psalm 139. David said, all my days were written in your book, even before I was formed. That's the book of destiny and purpose. And that agrees with Ephesians 2.10. Paul said we are his workmanship. We are the work of his hands. Created for good works that God preordained that we should walk in them. In other words, what you are supposed to do. Every human being, it's been written. Because God is going to judge everybody. Both those that believe in Jesus Christ and those who don't. 
He will judge them. The degree of reward. Now, ultimately, book of life defines whether you go to heaven or hell. But even in heaven, there are degrees of reward. In hell, there are degrees of punishment. Yes, they are in fire. But some people's fire will burn more than others. Huh? You've read what the Bible says, outer darkness. That means there's darkness, there's outer darkness. He who knows his master's way, there's small strokes, there's bigger, there are degrees, of, whether of reward or punishment. So, the book, when they said he was judging and he opened the books, the book of destiny, for everybody will be open. Then, the books, where, that's another book now, of works. There's a book of destiny, there's a book of everything you do is being recorded. So, whether you know it or not, you are writing a book. Huh? Tell your neighbor, you are writing a book. Maybe it is not published here on earth, <laughs> but it is in heaven. Because all works, everything is being recorded. The eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. That's what the Bible says. To make himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. But he's seeing what everybody is doing. His angels are moving up and down. In Daniel, you heard of the watchers. They are seeing what is happening in the nations, what people are doing. Even human beings. So you see three levels of witnesses. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They see everything. Angels, they are seeing, they are writing record. Even men. Because when they accuse some people in heaven, you, on so-so-so day and so-so day, you went to, it's a, it's a lie. Uh-uh. God will say, I saw, he said, no, you are God now. Who can contend with you? But God will say, okay, you can't contend with me. Angel, so-so and so. Is it not true? He said, uh-uh. I wrote it down, sir. And then you say, ah, this is partiality. People on earth, even demons, say, you see, it's true. So that God is proven to be just. So there is a record of works. It will be compared with what has been written in the book of destiny. That book is there. There are other books. There are books of prophecies. You see angels carrying books given to prophets. John the Baptist prophesied. You see uh, Jeremiah given something. Ezekiel. They add things. Books of prophecies. Even the angels. Some of the things they did were written in scrolls. When the scrolls was, were opened, they would take action. There are books, books of prophecies. God's plans and purposes for people, for nations. They are all written. There are books of creativity. Each time you get a song, a poem, it's a download from something in heaven. Bible says no man can receive anything except it be given to him from where? Above. So, that's why not, don't think all songs are, I mean, it's just song. Sister Bolu was telling us about one nasty guy. I say, uh, we now know where he's picking his own things from. But there are books of creativity that creative people, God's children can tap from for your work, for your business, for everything you do. And then there is the book of remembrance, which is our focus for today. Some of these books, book of uh, life, book of all you need to do to get written in the book of life is to believe in Jesus Christ, right? Books of purpose and destiny. That one is God's sovereign will. You only need to discover what has been written about you. Books of prophecy, it is God's will. Books of creativity, it is at God's discretion. But you see the book of works. And the book of remembrance, it is in your power to determine what is written there. We won't talk about the book of, but the book of remembrance is written based on certain things that we do. So if God is going to remember a man, that means the man has done something for that book to be written. And then those who have visited heaven, 
you hear some of their stories, they will tell you that some of these books is as if they speak. Like the book of remembrance. It speaks. It calls God's attention. You know, you've seen children's toys that have light. Things that are glowing so that your attention is drawn towards it. Maybe that's what happens. Because the Bible says that word is a light, right? Onto my feet, a lamp onto my path. When it's written, that thing just glows. And God says, okay, there's something that we need to do. What people do here on earth is what determines what is written, whether your name or your matter enters the book of remembrance. Like I've said, remembrance doesn't mean God's forget. It simply means take, it takes action. The book of remembrance calls him to take action on a matter. Today we're going to look at some of the things we can do to get God's attention. Amen? Queen Esther cooked banquet. The king ate. She has not said anything. But what did the king say? What do you want? Up to half of my kingdom. I tell my wife, I told her sometime this week. I say, see, up to half of my kingdom, but I'm still in charge of the kingdom, right? <laughs> I will give you, if I say, I've given you the whole kingdom, but I'm still in charge of the kingdom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she just cooked a nice meal. And the king said, what do you want? She said, no, no, nothing. But please, come back again. Ah, I should come back again. Yet, is I said, what do you, you know, what she did was provoking a response. And we know how eventually God granted her favor. But in that Esther, um, Esther chapter 6 verse 1. Esther 6 1, if you read it. It said the king could not sleep. And then he commanded records, chronicles to be brought. And they were reading it. Now, we know what had gone on in the background. This was on the eve before Mordecai and the Jews and Esther herself were to be annihilated. Right? They were supposed to be killed. But prayer had gone on. Fasting had gone on. Faith. Because Esther went into the king's presence by faith. All these things are taking place. And then God caused... Now, those things registered in heaven. Amen? It registered in heaven. And then God moved. Heart of king. Check this book. And they saw a record. And they saw what Mordecai had done. And he came into honor. Amen? So, what are the things that we do? But before we look at the things we can do to provoke God to remembrance, to action, let's look at actually what it means when God remembers somebody. Amen? Because it's good you understand what God is saying. First thing, what happens when God remembers? Genesis 8, 1, uh, what we read, and God remembered Noah and the animals, and then he let them, you know, let's read it. Uh-huh. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. So, it was, and you read on the story, he brought renewal upon the earth. Amen? He brought renewal through Noah. In fact, his name, Noah, actually means rest. Because his father said, this one will give us rest from the ground that the earth, I mean, that the Lord God had caused. And when Noah came forth and offered sacrifice to the Lord, what did God say? No longer shall the earth be cursed because of man. But as long as the earth remained, go to the end of that chapter. He said, seed, time, and harvest. Meaning, you sow, you reap. It may take time, but you reap. God, remembrance caused God to bring renewal. Amen. That is the first thing. He brings renewal. 
change. It brings advancement. A fresh breath. Covenant. Promises. Because God then brought forth what? The rainbow. Said, as every time I see this rainbow, I will remember that I've made a covenant with Noah. That I will not destroy the earth with water again, right? That is what renew, uh, um, remembrance can bring. Renewal. So maybe you've been going through something uh, spiritually now. You say, those who wait upon the Lord shall do what? Renew their strength. You want to break into a new level of grace in your ministry, in your business, in anything you are doing. Remembrance. But what brought it about? For Noah, we can see a pattern of obedience, uprightness. If you read the story of Noah, you know why God selected him. In all the generation, he was upright. We'll come later to see that the fear of the Lord is one of those keys. Number two. Genesis 21. Quickly. Genesis 21 verse 1. Are we together? Genesis 21, not 42, please. And the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he has spoken. You know, he told them that at this point, Sarah will have a child. And that was a year before. Amen. Let's go to 1 Samuel 2.21. You can see some similarities, these numbers. Today is the 16th of January. Malachi 3.16 says, the book of remembrance is open. I'm saying again to you today. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will remember you. In Jesus' name. Again here, he said, The Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore uh, sons. No, before now, it was Samuel. Uh, 2 verse 1. From... Hannah prayed. This is after Samuel. Let's go to the last verse of... Um, but you saw conception there. The Lord... Go back to chapter 1. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. Towards the end. Towards the end. Ah, not 25. Wow. Let me open from my Bible. But... Down. Let me look for that verse where the Lord remembered her. The Lord remembered Hannah. You see the word Visited. You see the word remembered. Visit can mean that somebody actually appeared. In the Greek, in the, in, the, in the Hebrew, that word pakad, it also means the Lord paid attention. The Lord ministered to. The Lord gave ear. The Lord attended to. So we see a similarity between that he remembered, he paid attention, or he visited, he paid attention. And in the instance of Sarah, in fact, there are three people, three women that when you say the Lord remembered or the Lord visited, they conceived. One was Sarah. One was uh, Hannah. The third was Rachel. Amen. So when the Lord visits or he remembers, one of the things that comes to an end is barrenness. Delay in childbirth or productivity of any kind, whether it's natural whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, barrenness is taken out, productivity, reproduction comes in. And I'm declaring unto someone today, I know there are families here that, you know, the Lord has promised you that children are coming, male children. In the name of Jesus, today is your day of visitation. 
You know, but that one comes with a clause. After God made a promise to, I preached that message many years ago. Pastor Rotomisti reminded me sometime, also this sister Kemi, sometime this week in the course of this fasting. After God made a promise to um, Abraham and Sarah, you know, responsibility came in. I won't use the word I used then. Those who were around remember. But they needed to do something. So God is saying to you that today is your day of remembrance. Mr. and Mrs., believe the word of the Lord. Take action in Jesus' name. By God's grace, in the next 10 months, in the next 11 months, we'll be dedicating babies in those families in Jesus' name. We declare that visitation comes. The wombs are open. Those children are released in Jesus' name. And it's not only a natural childbirth. Every form of barrenness disappears. Maybe someone has been struggling to, you know, you have not, you don't think you are prospering like you should. The Lord will visit you today in Jesus' name. He will visit the work of your hands and it will push you into a new level of productivity in Jesus' name. That's number two. Number three, one of the things you see when God visits or remembers is deliverance. In Exodus chapter 2, you see uh, the children of Israel. Exodus 2, 24, let's have that. He said, God remembered them. He said, he, he, because, of, because he remembered them, he remembered his covenant. And then he reached out to Moses and instituted, you know, began the process for their deliverance. Because he remembered. He called, did he forget? This is the God that told Abraham, in you, all the nations of the earth. I mean, something as important as the destiny of the whole world. You think God forgot? But it came at the point he said, okay, this is the time for this to happen. So deliverance comes. If there's anyone or maybe any member of your family, because because of you. Now, it was because of Abraham that God remembered Israel. If you read um, Genesis 19.29, let's see Genesis 19.29. Here was God bringing judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was there. But because of the intercession of Abraham, the Bible says it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God did what? Remembered who? Remembered? Are we together? Are we reading together? God remembered Abraham and he sent who? Who needed deliverance? Who needed deliverance? Are we together? Who needed deliverance? Who did God remember? Lot needed deliverance, but God remembered Abraham and the intercession he made. Because if you find 10 people, they were actually not up to 10, but God still destroyed. But because of Abraham, he delivered Lot. So when God remembers, deliverance takes place. The interesting thing is, it may not even be the person that needs the deliverance that God will remember. Somebody interceding. I don't know who here needs God to reach out to a member of his or her family because of you, because of your labor in God's kingdom, because of your intercession before his mercy seat. 
the Lord will remember your friends and family in Jesus' name. This is why we should pray for people because these things go before God as a memorial. We will come to that. So deliverance takes place. Number four, that Malachi 3 that we read, when it says a father spares his son, and God said, I will spare them, it means I will show them mercy. I will be kind. I will show favor. One of the things we see when God remembers his favor, mercy, kindness, something unusual that just pushes you into a different level of existence altogether. And people will be wondering, why did it happen? You know, in the time of COVID, I can say this, I hope, well, let them hear, I've said it before. Money, you know, I got an alert from our salary section that nobody else, no other pharmacist in FCT got. And they were like, is it this, is it that, is it salary, is it... I went, now, some people will get money and not say anything, or you just keep quiet. But me, I spoke. That's one. I went to the salary section. The head of the man, he was checking his computer. What did you say your number is? He typed, Hassan, Samuel, when did you say you got that money? So, 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 months. He checked, check, 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 check. You say you got how much? He checked. You say you got it which month? You got it when? You say, there's nothing here. I'm not sure where. You say you got it from where? And the text message read, I say, yes, FCT. I say, it's not from this office. So I don't know where you got your. And people kept asking, are you, what, are you sure you got. Is that not God's favor? And that money came at a time I really needed it. Unusual things will happen because of God's favor and mercy. As the Lord remembers us today, Unusual favor will come our way in Jesus' name. You know, people, things people are struggling for, it will come to us in the name of Jesus. New things, new, you know, your desires. Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is what? A tree of life. Your desires according to his will will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Another thing that happens when God remembers his distinction, read down verse 18 of this Malachi 3. He said, and like we've been told, this year, the Lord will make a distinction. It is because of the book of remembrance. He said, you will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. That's why I said level one. Even amongst the righteous, there are those who are serving and there are those who are not. There are those who are complacent and there are those who are fervent. God is not, you will read, we will read it later. Let's even get into it. You've seen all these things that happen when God remembers. But how do we actually trigger? Or how do we write? How do we get God, the angels? Because read, let's see that verse 16. If you read some uh, modern translation, say, they, somebody in his presence will write. Angels. He said, in his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written. Meaning that what you are doing in the present time is what is causing that thing to be written. Book of remembrance has not been written, though. No. It's not like book of destiny where God has decided this is what you should do. Amen? Even though he has decided that this is what you should do, as you reach milestones in the path of destiny, entry will be made in the book of remembrance. Example, a child, I mean, does any child get gifts for going to school on Monday? Let me, if, if your child, they give them gifts for coming to school on Monday, let me see your hand. They've not started such schools. Maybe you will start. 
Or they say, okay, he came on Monday, he came on Tuesday, two days, let's give him gifts. There's no gift. Okay, he came to school every day of the time. Didn't he try? He tried, right? He didn't miss school. Did they give gifts for attendance? Huh? There's no gift for attendance. But it is expected that he will come to school. That's like destiny. It's decided. You know, uh, I think it's Sam that he used to say their dad promised them that they could miss school <laughs> one or two days in a term. And he was trying to pressure mommy to say, uh-uh, daddy said we can miss school one or two days. <laughs> and mommy said, no, not in this house. Huh? There's no gift for attendance. But when you write exam and he does very well and he tops the class, do they give gifts? Prize giving day. Is there a gift for good performance? Yes. That is like a milestone, an achievement. Destiny. God expects you to do certain things. But when you score certain points, you say, good, please write something there, do it for him. The book of remembrance is being written based on what we do. Amen? So what are those things that can help us? We've read in this place. Now, those who uh, feared the Lord, the first thing is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. We saw it in the story of, uh, um, what's his name? Noah. Noah was a perfect man. I mean, the Bible said in all the gen- I mean, can you imagine? You are the only one. Now only you, Waka, come. Imagine what they will have told him. Now only you. Now only you, Sabi. Uh, one of my uncles used to call his wife mother of Jesus. You know? <laughs> he said, yeah, she's the mother of Jesus. As in our own spirituality, she, he doesn't understand. People were asking, ah, now you kill Jesus. But he was a man that feared the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Job 1.8 God himself said, can you see Job? That's attention. To the point that Satan said, you blessed him. You put a hedge around him. Because the Bible says, have you considered my servant Job? This is God paying attention to Job. Remembering Job. That there is none like him on the earth. A blameless an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. How do you conduct your business? How do you live your life? Everybody is doing it. It doesn't matter. Huh? Before God, it does. The standard for us as believers is higher. The fear of the Lord. You will read in Proverbs 8.13. Quickly, it said, to, to fear the Lord is to turn away from evil. To hate, to hate evil. So, the fear of the Lord, not all Christians have it. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Sin, the desire you must pray. That's why there is a spirit called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It's part of the dimensions of the Holy Spirit. You see it in Isaiah 7. Is it Isaiah 7 or Isaiah 9? 11. 11, yeah. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord must take hold of your heart. That all your desire. That's why Matthew 6, 3. Seek first the kingdom of God. You actually can't do that if there is nothing in you that is driving you. He said it is God who is at work in you to do what? To will and to act. Is the one that will cause you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. That's the starting point. You must pray that Lord... Like David was praying, incline my heart to fear your name. If you are left to yourself, you will do bad. In fact, some of us, 
some things happen and you'll be like, slap him, beat him. But in your mind, like, Kai, is that right? Even though he has committed an offense, should they just deal with him anyhow? Because you are reacting out of anger. If you now say, wait, 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 don't beat him. It has happened before in the hospital. They caught a thief. In fact, some of the leaders, the senior officers in the admin, they grabbed the security because the guy went into the ward to steal somebody's phone. They chased him out. It's like, beat him very well. I said, wait, 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 don't beat him. Say, are you the one that said, I said, no, ma. But that's not the way. Let's not kill him because he has come. <laughs> of course, you don't say that in some places. They will think you planned it together. But the truth is that two wrongs do not make a right. That's why the Lord Jesus said, if they slap you, turn the other cheek. Don't respond out of the flesh. In fact, we need to read that scripture. John chapter 3. Because the book of remembrance, things you do that causes that book to be written are things that are born of the Spirit. Jesus was talking to uh, Nicodemus. He said, whatsoever is born, John 3 from 5, 5 and 6. He said, whatsoever is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. Any reaction according to the works of the flesh will forever remain flesh. Whether it is a reaction because somebody did bad. Whatsoever is born of the flesh. That's why you must live by the Spirit. Even when people offend you. He offended you. Yes. And you say, see, I will deal with him. People will say, yes, good. Teach him a lesson. The question is, you're teaching him a lesson. Are you reacting in the flesh? It's a different thing if you are in authority over people. Like children. Children do things that are wrong. It is your duty to correct them. But even your correction, I've shared the story of how I hit my son on the leg and I was like, God, I hope I didn't enjoy his knee. Because he was sitting, he just scattered food and everything. Bam! I'm like, ha! Ah, this one is anger. <laughs> I've cautioned myself. He has done similar things. You just tap him really and he starts crying. Don't do that. Don't do In fact, the first language my son learned was, do, do that. Do, do that. You know, my dad still calls him Mr. Don't do that. Because that was the first thing he learned. Don't do that. <laughs> But are you reacting to the flesh? So whatsoever is born of the spirit is spirit. So things we do must be born out of the spirit of God. Amen. Let's go back. So pathways to remembrance. The first thing, we walk in the fear of the Lord. Number two, back to that Malachi 3.16. God will help us. We'll pray. And we'll see his interventions in our lives in Jesus' name. Number two, he said, uh, those who fear the Lord, the Lord listened and had. Those who fear the Lord, those who meditate on his name. The last line of that verse said, a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord, that's one. Number two, those who meditate on his name. We've said, make the kingdom of God your priority. Let it be uppermost in your heart. Things that pertain to God, things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Are your desires greater than what God is asking you to do? Or is it all about you? He says, seek first the kingdom. Priority. We're not saying you don't look after your family. But in looking after your family, what is the kingdom factor? Or what is the kingdom requiring for you that you also need to do? Amen? They meditate. They think about... We've gone through meditation at the PCG sometime in November. They meditated. Amen? Number three, fellowship. He said, 
those who fear the Lord. Now, if you read in the context of this verse, because to accurately interpret scriptures, you need to look at the verse, the chapter, holistically. Sometimes even in the context of the book. In verse 13 from this Malachi, they were saying it is, it is, it is, serving God is not useful. Who he help? In today's language, eh? they say who he help? In fact, I told, I shared it during the course of the fasting and prayer. Somebody asked me that. I know that you won't do chua chua. You will not do 419. So how do you want to buy land in this Abuja? Or how do you want to buy a house? I said, see, God will do it. Okay, okay. The person even said, okay, let's imagine. Your brother, eh, this one, eh, they say you should come and pay bribe. Will you not pay the bribe? I said, see, my sister, the reason why my elder sister and one of my younger brothers is not working in a government establishment today is because my parents, we agreed as a family not to pay bribe. That was more than five, six, seven, eight years ago. That they graduated. They said, come and pay bribe. In our family, to the glory of God, we don't do that. God will make a way. And they are living their lives. They are not in government employment. My own employment too, it was not by bribery. Those, that was the context of this. So, but fellowship. He said, those who fear the... He said, see what he said? Verse 14, it's useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? We have walked as mourners before the Lord. That means we've been, we've been holy. We've been just. We didn't do this with them. Before the Lord of hosts. Verse 15. He said, God was angry. He said, we call the proud. Those, you know, sharp guys are the most successful. The Bible says, it actually pained God. But then, that's why he took note. Those who actually fear the Lord. And they were speaking to one another. And he said, okay, these ones have chosen to stay on the path of righteousness. Regardless of what they miss or what they get or what they didn't get. And that's why he said he wrote the book of remembrance. This is where fellowship. The, the point here is fellowship with godly people. Amen? Fellowship with godly people. Now, it will interest you to know. There is a record of fellowship. That's why I said the words you speak. Earlier on, I said, when you are talking, these days I am everly, if there's an English word like that, we've coined it, it's a Nigerian adjective. I'm more careful about what I say. People, ah, this country, this country. I don't say, I said, God is helping us. Is God not helping us? Actually, does the economy look challenging? But you don't go lamenting and, you know, cursing the president because of that. You say, God is helping us. Because God takes notes. There is record. Let your words be filled with faith. As an extension of that, fellowship. When you gather with the children of God and what you are declared, there is record. So those who don't come regularly to church, God took note of their fellowship. There is reward. In schools, they don't give reward for attendance. But in the kingdom of God, there is actually reward for attendance. Amen? Workers too, there is reward for attendance when you, are, when you are at your group meetings. Amen? So God took notice. Regular fellowship, communion. Number four. How many points have we mentioned? Number one, we said the fear of the Lord, right? Number two is what? To meditate on his name, on kingdom. Number three is what? Regular fellowship. Number four. Let's go back to verse 16 or verse 17. Verse 17 said, They will be my people, says the Lord of uh, hosts. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my special treasure. I will spare them as a I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. 
You, let's see it in the, please, in the King James. He said, as a son that serves him. Serves him. In the King James, please. Service. 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 You know, we've talked about, we can't talk about service enough. There's reward for service. There is reward for service. And the book of memorial is being written when we serve. Let's see Hebrews 10. Hebrews 6.10. Hebrews 6.10. There are some other verses, but let's see Hebrews 6.10. Quickly. Say, God is not unjust. So forget your walk. What is walk? Walk is not a stroll in the park. Walk is not pleasure. Walk is not play. Walk is serious. But see, he didn't just say walk. He used another word which seems to carry more weight and to show you the intensity and the demand of the activity. He said, God is not unjust, so forget your work and labor. At least women that have given birth, they know what it means to, when you say they are in the labor room or delivery room is a better language for Christians. They know what it takes to travel, push, mm, all those that are getting ready. The Lord will give you grace in Jesus' name. It will be swift. In the name of Jesus. You know, so labor. God is not unjust to forget. No, service in the kingdom of God is not to be done casually. If we understand that it causes the book of remembrance to be written and it causes reward to come, then we know that we don't serve God anyhow. This year, this year, this year, you need to change your orientation and your approach to the things of God. But he said, he will not forget. He will not forget. He will remember. In that, you have, what you have shown towards his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. It's not what you have done. It's what you are doing. Continuous. It's not going to be easy. See, if it is easy, that will lead me to the next point. If it is easy, will everybody not do it? Huh? If it is easy, will everybody not do it? When we're in second grade, they say, na yam, as in, you think it's that easy? Na beans, na soibi. If it is easy, everybody will know. The test of commitment is sacrifice. That's the next point. One of the tests of commitment is sacrifice. Psalm uh, 50 verse 5. God said, call to me my saints who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. By sacrifice. Service is one. Sacrifice. Now, in fact, in the kingdom of God, there is hardly anything that will matter to God that doesn't come from sacrifice. Service. It will take your energy. There are times that you don't want... See, like I told you, I've been awake since 2 a.m. In fact, when we were going home after the prayers, I was like, God, after four hours, you mean I won't sleep tonight? <laughs> Just help me. I had to pray. Because the way I was, after two weeks of fasting, and then we've prayed over you know, four hours here, before we got home with the hold up on the way, I said, God, just help me tonight. If I didn't take time to really pray in the spirit before going to bed, honestly, I would just sleep till morning. Because the spirit was willing, <laughs> but the flesh was weak. I had to pray. Lord, strengthen me. 
And that's why by 2 a.m. it was as if boom, somebody tapped me. As I just got up and I was sharp and I was alert from 2 a.m. till now. We thank the Lord for his strength. Amen. But I was envying my wife and my children. <laughs> and I was thinking about Pastor Rotimi that ah, Pastor Rotimi is sleeping today. I said, Pastor, after the labor of four hours leading us, Pastor to me will sleep well. I said, God, see me. You know? But that's what it takes. Each time any one of us has to preach, we probably don't sleep on those nights. Because you're not taking the word of God with levity. You are putting time and effort and sacrifice into it. Amen? So there's nothing you do. Whether you are in the choir, or you are in ushering, or you are in sanitation, or you are in children, commitment, evangelism, um, publicity, media, both here, when you are here, you know, so there are activities you do here. But even when you live here, how are you investing in that ministry? Because for some people, it's when they come on Sunday. But for some others, throughout the week, you are thinking about your responsibility. And you are preparing. You are gaining skill, knowledge, ability. You are praying into it. Sacrifice. First Chronicles 21-24. The story of David when he numbered Israel. And then God rose up in judgment. The angel appeared. Just put it on screen, please. The angel appeared over the threshing floor of, if you read 1 Samuel 24, 24, you say, Aruana. Aruana, the Jebusite. But if you read in Chronicles, you say, Onan. Actually, it's the same person. It's the same name, the Jebusite. Now, he's not an Israelite. But where the angel appeared and that site that eventually became, in fact, that was where they built the temple. And it was in the same place that uh, Abraham sacrificed, well, was going to sacrifice Isaac. How did it come into the possession of <clears throat> a non-Israelite boy? Well, he had identified with the people of God. David could have said, my friend, get out of that place. He's the king. And he came with his army and everybody. But in fact, the man gave, he said, see, it's a sacrifice to the Lord your God. Please take it. David said, no. I will surely buy it for the full price. For I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings with that which cost me nothing. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He laid down his life for us. We've read it before. First John, we know John 3.16. Jesus died. First John 3.16. We studied when we looked about at love. He said, as he laid down his life, we also are supposed to lay down our life. There is nothing in the kingdom of God that doesn't take a measure of sacrifice. The earlier we condition our mind to that, and it becomes the paradigm through which we operate, the better for us. Because every time we do that, we are causing something to be written in the book of repentance, uh, 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 of remembrance. Obviously, somebody is in need of repentance. If you've not been doing it that way, you need to repent. But let this be the mindset going forward. Amen. Sacrifice. I can't talk too much about that. It will cost you your time. It will cost you your money. It will cost you your energy, your comfort, your emotions, everything. Obedience is one. Serving God also translates to obeying God, as we saw in that verse. But if you read 1 Samuel 15, 22... It says obedience is better than sacrifice. What made God make promise to Abraham, to Noah? Their obedience before him. Now, this is not talking about sin. You might say you are not living in sin. 
But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There are things, other than living a righteous life, there are requirements that God will make from you. As you yield to those, as you submit to those, as you, you know, respond to his promptings, it's causing something to be written about you. Has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Because some people have tried to buy God. That's why people will say, we don't sow, we don't sow, we don't sow. All these prophets, they are just fake. They are not living in obedience. To heed, to listen, is better than the fat of rams. Next verse, please. This can help somebody. Next verse. It said, for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. If you are stubborn, if you are rebellious, it means you are a witch. Hmm? And stubbornness is as idolatry. If you are stubborn, that means you are an idol worshiper. You are rebellious. You say you be winch. Now, Bible talking. <laughs> you are rebellious. So, this is a lesson I learned early in life, and it helped me in relating with authority at work, at home, in church, everywhere I find myself. So, obedience is key. Proverbs 15 8 to tell you that the sacrifice of a wicked person is an abomination to God. That's why some people have sown and they say, you know, work. There are two points. I will mention two other points. There are three points. I'll just mention them. I will just explain one briefly and we'll pray. Amen? We'll take communion. Being under godly authority is one. Not just uh, being connected, being properly aligned. You saw the story of Lot. Why did God deliver Lot? He said, Bible, God remembered Abraham and then he rescued Lot. Amen? In the story of Hannah, the pronouncement of the high priest, even though, Eliah, you drunkard, why are you here? You are, blah, blah, blah. He said, no, out of the anguish of my heart, I'm crying out to the, oh, may he be unto, you know, the Lord grant your request. The pronouncement, she could have said, what kind of pastor is this, Seth? Eh? Somebody, you see, he doesn't even have the spirit of God. Shouldn't he know that I'm not feeling fine? You know, and anger, you walk away. <laughs> Did, will she have helped herself? So that's why how you align with spiritual authority matters. In the case of Abraham, thank God that Abraham was a man of love. Of course, it was a test for him too. And God was working on his character. He could have said, Lord, that was fighting with my shepherds. We say, okay, land, boy that I brought up. He couldn't say, ah, uncle, whatever you give me, I will take. He said, he saw Sodom. He said, that greedy boy. Whatever his eyes see, let him go and see now. Is he not? But you saw Abraham praying. God remembered Lot because of Abraham. Another story you will see. I think Luke uh, 7. There's a story of a centurion and his servant. Luke 7. It was the centurion's servant that was sicko. Do you know? And the Bible says the servant was dear to him. A servant that is dear to you. It means he's valuable. He has almost become like a son. Actually, it's in the Bible. He will treat the servant where we have him as a son in the end. The, and it's because of a servant that he went to the Lord Jesus. A whole centurion, commander of hundred people. Sean, sir. You can see, and the centurion's intercession was what prevailed for his servant. You see the role of authority. 
This story, we'll still look at it when we consider the next point. Okay, one of the points. Being under godly authority. Number Another point is when you are groaning for the promises. Romans 8 will tell you we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit helps us with groanings that cannot be explained. It makes intercessions for us according to the will of God. The will of God for Israel was their deliverance from captivity. Because God said, to, he told Abraham, your children will be in captivity, but the time will come, I will deliver them. So when they, that season came and they started groaning, he said, God remembered. So if God has given you a promise that is yet to fulfill, pray in the spirit. Amen? Travail in the spirit. Because if you pray according to God's will, on the promises of God, uh, verse 24, 25, 26, thereabouts, Verse 25. You just read it. it. said, we groan. Yeah, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. Romans 8, 26. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Next verse. The Spirit searches all things. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Spirit there, capital S. The Holy Spirit searches the hearts. He knows what the mind of God is. He helps to make intercession according to the will of God. So, you want the book of remembrance to be open. What is the will of God concerning your life? Things that you know has been written, proclaimed, prophesied to you. Are you seeing it in the scripture? The Holy Spirit has highlighted it. Pray it in the spirit. It will trigger remembrance. Amen. The last point. Now, we've mentioned a number of points here. Fear of the Lord. Meditation on God's word. His kingdom. Regular fellowship. Like I said, there is reward for attendance. So, service. Sacrifice obedience, uh, groaning for the promises, being under godly authority. The last point, giving. 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 Giving triggers remembrance. Amen? What was the basis of God swearing to Abraham and confirming it with an oath? That Abraham was willing to give his only son. Because it mirrored exactly what God will do. He gave. See, everybody has something to give. If the widow could give two mites, everybody has something to give. The question is, how do we give? Even the widows that Elisha and Elijah went to, there was something. The question is, do you, are you actually a sower? Amen? Giving. This centurion that we were talking about, one of the things that made Jesus listen to him, people came to Jesus and said, ah, he loves our nation. He's not a Jew, but he loves the Jew. And he has built a synagogue for us. He is deserving. He is giving to God and to the people of God. When Dorcas died and they called Peter, what were they doing? All the things that she had done. He said, ah, this one, he is deserving. Giving. Amen? Giving. Cornelius, Acts 10. He was not born again. He was not an Israelite. But what made God to send Peter to his house? He says his arms and prayers. Okay, I didn't mention. Okay, I talked about prayers, growing the Holy Spirit. His arms and prayers. is giving. Giving. You can't. See, if you don't give. 
there is a limitation to the realm of blessing you will walk in. That's the truth. So the question is, what do we give? How do we give? Amen. Let's see very quickly. 2 Corinthians 8, 9, as we round up. Have you been blessed so far? Have you, are you seeing the pathway to remembrance? Are there things you think you need to adjust? Are there changes you need to make? Is there a cause for repentance? Or is there something to say, Ah, God, at least this, in this area, I've done my little. Help me. Have mercy. He's a merciful God. He will hear us today. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 to 12. I'll be reading from 9 to 12, so please follow me quickly. He said, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And in this I give advice. Grace is there, but this is how you activate it. It is to your advantage not, not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago. Meaning, meaning they had a heart to do something. But now you also must complete the doing of it. Don't just think about it. That you thought about it is not enough. Do it. I was thinking about it. You know, uh, bro, Odi probably will hear this message. Every time he calls me, I say, see, God knows that you were on my... Say, hey, yeah, two months ago, I was on your mind. You didn't call. Three months... Every time I'm always on your mind, but you don't call. I say, see, it's not as if I'm lying. I say, call... <laughs> You're always thinking. And it's true. You know, it happens that you're thinking of this person, suddenly you see the person. You're thinking of the person, then the person calls you. He says, Now, so, now, so, now, so. Now, I know be you. Ah, they think, no? They think, they think they go, they think they go. Now, thinking go call me, have you? <laughs> Bro, do you God bless him. Pastor, I think he's pastoring where he is right now. You know, don't just think it, do it. So, so that there may be a completion of what you have. Now, next verse. Next verse, quickly. For if there is first a willing mind, that is good that you think it. It is accepted. Now, you have a heart to give. Good. It is accepted according to what one has and not according to what it does not have. So the question is, is your heart willing to release even what you have? No matter how small it is, you have something to give. Amen? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9, chapter 9. As we tie this up and we pray. From verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly. Now he said, according to what you have. You can say, what I have is little. But he's now giving you another caution. You may have little actually, but out of that little... Are you now giving the little lately? You know, <laughs> he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Please don't belittle your offering. Stop. No matter how small it is, don't belittle your offering. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Go on. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart. You have a decision to make. But like I said, it is what is born of the spirit that is spirit. You can look at what you have and say, Ah, God, you understand. Out of this little, please take this one. Have you made that decision by your flesh? 
or by the help of the Holy Spirit. Because it is offering that the Holy Spirit witnesses to. That triggers remembrance. Amen. We have to learn that. I will share a testimony with you briefly. God loves a cheerful giver. Not grudgingly, not of necessity. God loves a cheerful So you must condition yourself. Amen. Now, he said, according to what you have. And I said, purpose in your heart. To the glory of God, I took permission from the pastorate to say some things. It's not a question of pride, but it is to your advantage that it is happening that way. That so far in this church, the biggest givers have been the pastors. We are doing that not because we planned it, but it is releasing grace upon you so that you can come into it. You know, we don't talk much about offering, about giving. It's been abused in many places. And maybe we have been too ah, sensitive. Ah, this, but we are not helping you if we don't talk about it. It's not as if we have all the money. These principles, the three of us have been following it. Let me share my own story. When, you know, we were in Africa. When the owner of the hotel passed on and the children took over management, you know, they, our rent increased times four. The rent, because they needed to do a lot of restructuring and all. And of course, to meet up with prevailing rates, our rent increased times four. At that time, my wife and I started thinking about how much do we, because there was a call for giving then. And okay, we need to, by the grace of God, we decided on how much we should be contributing. It's not as if we had the monies then. Now, it says, oh, there's a verse I've not read. Uh, next verse, verse 8 of this, verse 8 of this. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. We know this scripture, verse 9. You know, so that having all sufficiency at all times, you are bound in every good work. We proclaimed it, we sang it in 20, which year was that? Two years ago. Now, verse 9, verse 8, please. Verse 8, verse 8. Because it will help my story. God is able to... Oh, verse 9. Verse 9, sorry. Verse 10. Is it verse 10? Where it said now... Yes, verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower. This is Paul praying. May he who does what? Supplies seed to the sower. Now, the sower is not going to buy that seed from him. Like, government gives fertilizer, but farmers are required to buy even if they are discounted rates. What enables you to buy seed from God is your willing heart and your obedience and submission. Say, he who supplies seed to the... That, that's why I said there are significant offerings, offerings that generate remembrance, that cause remembrance to be written. Like Abraham, God will say, give me your son. Like Hannah, he said, the first son, after being barren, she released him. What is born of the Spirit? He will supply seed. And especially when we're going to move into this new venue, this place now. We agreed again, how much should we give as a family? The figure the Holy Spirit laid in our hearts, I'm telling you, we didn't have it. But I'm like, God, you are able. This is your scripture. You give seed to the soil. First, a willing heart, a cheerful giver. And then, what is your track record? Have you been faithful in your tithes even? Have you been faithful in your offerings? And God said, you know, he gives seed to the sower. We prayed. 
somehow, somehow, and to date, that will represent the biggest single offerings that I've given. Well, maybe this year, okay, it's not more than even the biggest. Because to the glory of God, it has even almost doubled this year. As in at once that you put this together, bam. That time, the first time when we're going to move and gathering resources, it came in bits. When we're renewing rent last year, it came at once. Now, we've, we've renewed rent. To the glory of God, I can tell you that the pledge for this year that, that will pay in eight months' time to the glory of God, I've given it. Because God supplies seed to the sower. And there is no way he will give you seed that he will not give you bread. If your desire is only on bread, you just want... That's why he said, the kingdom of God, your priority. If it's just what you want, what you need, satisfy my desire. It will satisfy you, but you won't grow. There's no way water will pass through a pipe that the pipe will not be wet. There's no way it will make provision for you to give that you won't have more than enough, more than that seed for your own needs. And progressively, it makes your life easier. He will give seed to the sower and bread for food. It can also be challenging that when that seed comes, you might look at it and say, God, you know that this need, you know, and when the need, when the seed came, I'm like, wait, oh, I'm supposed to renew my rent. Should I give this? Should I not give? If you start doing, uh, should I, should I not? You're already hindering your own flow. Because God will test your heart. He was not interested in drinking human blood, was he? He didn't want to kill Isaac. But he was testing Abraham's heart. But when Abraham he said, because you have done that. So read this. He will supply seed to the sower. And he supplies what? Bread for food. He will supply your seed. And he will do what? Multiply it. Multiplication is not in your needs. It is in your seed. The seed that is prompted by the Holy Spirit. So when you are giving for programs, or you want to give for any occasion, honestly, let's learn to pray. And say, Lord, what do you want me to give? What is it? Start within your heart. If you don't have it, but if your mind is made up and you pray, that seed will always come. And along with that seed, extra for your bread. Amen? I've had the story of a church and somebody was like, God, the church is trying to raise billions. Eh? I don't have anything. Father, have mercy. Somebody met him. One of the leaders of the church said, I don't know why, but each time I pass beside you, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, give him one million. Give him. Say, give me, give me. And they gave him. He said, actually, me and my family have been praying to God that God should just have mercy upon us. That out of billions of naira, God, help us at least one million. Let us be able to give one million. That was just their prayer. I mean, what percentage of billions is one million? It looks insignificant. And the pastor said, wow. In fact, take, 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 take. Go on. Because if he didn't give it, he will block that person's blessing. And he will block his own. God supplies seed. And if they give the person one million, say, eh? Money, oh Lord, God, you understand now that <laughs> you know He has cut off Himself for only God knows how long. So that's why giving it triggers remembrance. Wow, it triggers remembrance. 
God will minister seed to you in Jesus' name. He will put seed in your hand for his work, for people. Be faithful. See, and you'll be surprised that it will meet your need. Amen. This is how we give. So all these points put together. The challenge with Christians is you may think, ah, I'm praying. God will hear my prayer. Prayer alone does not trigger remembrance. So prayer alone does not trigger remembrance. If you are praying, you are living in disobedience, you can't have it. All these things, as God gives grace, must work together. But I believe God is here to show mercy. Bro, hear me, where are you? Please get on the keyboard. God will show us. Let's rise on our feet. God, let God, today is day of remembrance. First, I want us to ask God for mercy. There might be areas out of the points that we've lifted, listed. Maybe you're falling short in some regard. Just ask God for mercy. Maybe you've given out of convenience or you have been disobedient. There have been expressed instructions. There are things you know you should be doing that you are not doing. You have hesitated on some things. Maybe you are not even praying enough. Maybe you are allowing the promises of God over your life to linger. Maybe you are discouraged because you face challenge. God said he would do this. This happened, this happened, this happened. It's time to repent and say, Lord, I believe you. I believe you. Let's just ask God for mercy. Let's start from there. He's a merciful God. Lord, we ask for your mercy this morning. Your, your nature is always to show mercy. Your nature is always to show kindness. You've designed it that this day will be a day of remembrance. A day in which you will pay attention, Lord, to the needs of your people, to the challenges, to their lives, to their callings and destinies. We lift up ourselves before you, Lord. If there are ways that we are falling short, you will have mercy in the name of Jesus we ask, let's pray for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. David said, Lord, incline my heart to fear your name. Let's pray that the Lord will walk in us each and every time, causing us to will. Our will will be yielded to his. We will act according to his good pleasure. Holy Spirit, take hold of our hearts, male and female, young and old. Take hold of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Incline us to do your will in the name of Jesus have mercy. I would also ask for grace. Every level of sacrifice that God will be demanding from us. Let's receive grace to give it. All things come from Him in the first place. All things come from Him. And it is of what He has given that will give back. Lord, we ask for grace for our hearts that as you make demands of us, of our resources, of our time, of our energies, of our skills, of our abilities, we will yield to you and do your will. In the name of Jesus, we receive your mercy. We receive your mercy in the name of Jesus. I just want, with a show of hands, there is a specific, before we go into the communion, um, what was that song? Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty-handed but alive in your hands. 
Somebody needs mercy. You need grace. You need visitation. In a, don't worry. Don't worry. We're not really going to sing it. You need mercy in a specific area. Just lift up your hands as we pray. Like the Lord is saying, today is a day of mercy. Today is a day of visitation. Lord, behold your people. Thank you for your word, your declaration unto us, even from the beginning of the year. And thank you for today. Father, we ask for as many whose hands and whose hearts are lifted up to you, asking for mercy, for visitation, for remembrance in any part of their life, Lord. We ask, O oh God, that this day you will remember them in Jesus' name. Stretch forth your hand, O oh God. Do a mighty miracle in their life. Bring favor. Bring grace. Bring mercy. Bring distinction in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare an advancement. A moving forward in the name of Jesus. We declare, O oh God, that this year will be filled with testimonies of your remembrance in our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, visit every family. Visit every man. Visit every woman. Visit our children also. Our people who, might, who are not here, who are online, who will watch online. Visit everyone in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember us for good so that praise and glory and honor will come unto your holy name. We thank you, Heavenly Father. The Lord Jesus broke bread. He said we should remember him. As often as we, don't, uh, as we do this, the bread is his body that was broken for us. His blood was shed. This is the ultimate price that brings mercy into our lives. Father, we stand on what the Lord Jesus has done. As we remember him, Lord, look with mercy and remember us for good in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The bread is blessed and the cup is blessed for us in Jesus' name. Let's, let's pass it around and let's just take. Your grace has found me just as I am. Yes. Empty-handed but alive in your hands. Your grace has found me. Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty-handed but alive in your hand. Oh, majesty, majesty. Yes, Lord. Your majesty, majesty. Oh, forever, forever I am saved by your love. Oh, yes, in the presence of your majesty. Do we all have the emblems? Do we have the bread? Lord, we take this bread broken for us. You said, you said, Lord, that your body is bread indeed. As we eat it, we declare that we have life. And Lord, even in that life, your remembrance comes in Jesus' name. Let's take the bread. You commanded us to drink your blood. In you we have life. 
We remember you, God. We remember you, Lord, for what you've done for us. And we celebrate even your remembrance of us this day in Jesus' name. Thank you for what you are doing already in Jesus' name. Let's take the cup. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We trust you, Lord, for abundance of testimonies. Be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.